0: another episode of everybody's favorite GameStop themed podcast. It's the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. My name is Sriracha. Asterius, did you see Ben Shapiro own somebody on Twitter the other day? I heard about it
1: and it upset me that uh this little guy's learning how to deliver big owns. What the hell happened?
0: Uh so Ben Shapiro was tweeting some some stupid Ben Shapiro shit like uh Dr. Fauci should be fired, and then some dude, for whatever reason, responds back with a photo of his uh, bookshelf, I guess, and it's it's full of not Funko Pops, but bobbleheads of like Obama and Joe Biden and AOC, and he's like. Of course uh, you think so, because he represents everything. Compassion, love, and tolerance. And then Ben Shapiro just quote tweets it, and is like, if you own this shelf, this is the saddest shit I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh, no, that's a very good... That's a really solid burn for that really little guy. Oh, God. Why you think your toy collection could win you an internet argument in the first place? The only argument it could win you would be like, no, I'm the biggest loser. No, I'm the biggest version on the internet. No, I'm the biggest version on the internet. No, I'm going to die alone. I've, I've never even met anybody.
0: I mean, he did used to talk about Ben Shapiro, used to talk about, brag about how he was a virgin all through law school. So if you would be like, Ben, yeah, you think you're the biggest virgin in the entire world. Well, check out this. <laughs>
1: Why did Ben Shapiro brag about being a... ver? Is was, was that so he could be like a trad husband?
0: Yeah, he's a trad husband.
1: Oh, okay. Does every episode of The Loudest Podcast now have to be about <laughs> Ben Shapiro or Abby Shapiro or the size of Abby Shapiro's boobs? Or, like, it's, is there nothing else going on in ben your is, life?
0: I feel like I have some kind of spiritual connection with Ben Shapiro because... <laughs> He's constantly getting owned on Twitter. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, Ben Shapiro, please stop haunting my nightmares. I'm getting sick of seeing you standing in the corner of my room at five foot four. I need a taller sleep paralysis demon, please.
1: Remember when you bought that Ben Shapiro book and I kept asking you when I could throw this away? Yeah. Yeah. And I just and you were always like, no, no, I'm gonna get to it. No, no, I'm gonna get to it. Then one day I was like, I'm just gonna throw this away and see if she notices. And you never did. Oh shit! You throw away True Allegiance or True American? Whatever it was, it was called. called True Allegiance. It was about <laughs> an Obama-style president who took over America with drones. What was it even about?
0: Um, it was about it. it was it had a pretty confused plot. So there was Obama and he was smoking crack in. <laughs> White House and Obama was working together with uh, this crack dealer to sprinkle crack all over the United States to, I don't know, Black Lives Matter or something. And then uh, American Patriot. Had to come and save the United States, and also there are terrorists. Okay. <laughs> also, there's a terrorist. Part. Like the book opens with 9/11 happening, except instead of 9/11, it's a bridge.
1: Okay. Well, the real American patriot <laughs> saved the day by throwing your book into garbage. I didn't even want it to. I didn't even want it to go into a recycling plant and having the paper, <laughs> the evil paper of this book, get incorporated into good books down the line. No, no, no. I was like, this goes. I want this thing floating out on a barge, choking a baby seal to death by tomorrow.
0: (laughs) That would be kind of uh, beautiful, though, if it was burned out and it became like, I don't know, the Antifa handbook or something.
1: Yeah, the circle of life. Okay, look, enough with your weird obsessions. I want to take a little time at the top of the episode here to thank uh, some of our new and upgrading patrons. I'm going to name them real quick. And then, uh, how about this? I'll name them and you say something adorable to them.
0: Oh, okay, sure.
1: All right. We have a new $2 patron, Jaren V.
0: Hi, Jaren V. I brought you the 600 milligrams of heroin you asked me for.
1: Oh, that's great. Okay, this is great. All right. Uh, new $2 patron, Drew Atlantis.
0: Hi, Drew Atlantis. I've been trying to call you to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs>
1: okay, this, okay, this segment is going very, very... New, <laughs> new two-pound patron, Clara H. Oi, Clara H. You want to
0: stuff a sausage roll in my can't yet?
1: Ether Awaits edited their pledge from $2 to $15 a month.
0: Hey, Ether, I know what you're going to do with that sticker hot glue challenge this month.
1: That's right. He, he, uh, Ether Awaits. Up their pledge so they could get our new sticker and our new trading card. Michael Ray's also edited their pledge to $15 a month.
0: Hey, Michael Ray's, if you want me to say your name in an accent, I can say people's names in italics. Okay? Just say it, say like, it. Michael, Michael Ray's. Oh, no, that was Aww. stupid. I don't know why I did that. But I loved
1: it. <laughs> okay, and then uh, we got a couple more people. We have a new $2 patron, Johannes.
0: Johannes, thank you for the $2 pledge. $2 is what I paid for this anime coffee mug at a thrift store.
1: <laughs> Who is that? What character is that?
0: I have no idea. If anybody knows, I'd screenshot this. Tell me. Okay. I, I really want to know. It's from one of those stupid niche anime. like, I can't be the student council president. I have herpes or something. It has one of those names.
1: Oh, my. Okay. Well, that'll dovetail us into a segment later. Bolivia Epic, new $2 patron.
0: Bolivia Epic, thank you so much for rejoining the Patreon. Tell me your favorite Danganronpa character. Michael,
1: new $2 patron.
0: Hi, Michael. What's your last name and your social security number? Please
1: tell me. We want your government name and we want it now. New $2 patron, a user named 1K deaths. That's 1,000 deaths.
0: Oh, this is not 1K's death for a time at the rodeo, but I'm I'm happy to see that you're back, 1K deaths.
1: That's okay, look. You don't have the $2, you turn it off. You get the $2, you turn We'll always be here. Stores always open. New $2 patron, Dick
0: P. Dick P., I'm glad that you came to my house and shit on my front porch yesterday. It really did scare off the demons.
1: Thank you. Dick, that's really cool. That's really nice of you. New mm-hmm. two-pound patron, Fruit Dew.
0: Hey, a fr- a Fruit day! I was reading your little note about the problem that you're having downstairs, and I gotta tell you, maybe you should put some Vegemite in it, you can't.
1: And then finally, we have a new, uh, a patron named The Real Wiener Man, exclamation mark, edited their pledge from two Canadian dollars a month to three Canadian dollars a month.
0: Oh wow! So from thirty cents to thirty-five cents. Thanks so much, buddy. That'll cover my health insurance.
1: You be nice to the real Wiener man, <laughs> and actually, our health insurance—our health insurance premiums are skyrocketing. We're getting older and harder to take care of. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting us. I—it's weird. We're getting an—and by weird, I mean cool. We're getting an influx of new patrons and new downloads lately, and I think it's because. I've been going on the Drunken Peasants podcast a lot and because we're on Star Wars Minute this week.
0: Oh, yeah, we are. We're on Star Wars Minute talking about the big, dumb Star Wars birds for exactly one minute. And then we're talking about how I don't know anything about Star Wars for four additional
1: minutes. It was, uh, you, we, it, very little of Sriracha's appearance on Star Wars Minute was like, her, I'm a dumb girlfriend. I don't know Star Wars. It was mostly just her spitting straight fire pork facts. They invited Sriracha on specifically because they were like, we hear she's a pork expert. And so the minutes we're covering this week are the first minutes that have porks in them. And it is yeah, so much fun. Yeah, oh, look at that giant
0: thing. Oh, hold on. In the background. We got Tollard.
1: Oh, okay. There we go. I got Tollard's eye in frame now. Oh, my God. Hello, Tollard. Pan the camera over <laughs> just a little bit. Hello, tell You cowboy hat word son of a bitch. I love you so much.
0: She looks like a big cow. It is crazy. Every time I record here, it is so weird to be because she looks like a normal sized stuffed animal, but then you try to pick her up, and I don't, I can't pick her up. I mean, I can, but I feel like I'm gonna bust a hernia when yeah. I
1: do. Careful, careful. We're getting older. We're please, please. Um, yeah. So, uh, so it's really nice. We're there's kind of like this loudest podcast renaissance happening. Right right at episode 103, right on time, we're getting more patrons and more downloads, and it's really nice. So I just wanted to send out a couple of thank yous. Oh, finally, this week's Patreon champion, the person who is donating the most money per month is Chris M., a.k.a. Snugs and Hugs. They are giving $30 a month to patreon.com. They are the reigning, defending Patreon champion. Oh,
0: okay, cool. Wow. Thanks, buddy. That's really generous of you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and our longest serving patron ever. They joined on October 27th, 2016. They've been a patron for 52 months. I didn't even know Patreon.comslash stereous had been a thing for 52 months. Ewan Bowers.
0: You and Bowers, thank you so much, yeah. you're the
1: best. Yeah, so, so you know, just nice things are happening. Um. Oh, and then finally, just one more thing. It, this is, of course, the last week, you can get this month's exclusive sticker, which is Sriracha as a Pokemon trainer with the, every adorable bird type Pokemon you could possibly find. And the jacked trading card Uh, this month is the Violence Van. It is the combat cab from episode two of Jacked. And it has a little sriracha spray painted on it. She's wearing like a long leather uh, duster like from the Matrix. And she's got sunglasses on. And she's riding a tiger.
0: Yeah, the violence fan. That's me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's hard. When you think of violence, you think of sriracha.
0: Yes, you do. <laughs> All
1: right. Speaking of violence. I hear that certain members of Generation Z are violently upset at millennials.
0: Gen Z, you can't suck it. You can't tell me what to wear. Okay, so do you remember, do you know, do you know about the Gen Z millennial fucking war that is taking place on the internet right now? Some general Zer was like side parts, you know, like parting you part your hair on the side, and skinny jeans are millennial shit and, they'll, and they're canceled. And for some reason, a bunch of millennials took this fucking personally and decided to make it everybody else's problem. So they took their asses to their Buzzfeed columns, avocado toast in hand, and oh boy, did they bitch, stereos. They bitched and they cried and they crapped and they complained because we are pushing 40 and we are not happy about it. No, we're not. You know, I remember how uh, millennials used to always bitch about boomers being dickholes to them just because they were younger. Now we we're doing the exact same shit to these literal teenagers.
1: Yeah, this is something that I noticed. Uh, way back when, when Gen Z started making fun of millennials and, like, doing impressions of millennials and making fun of their skinny jeans and their scrunchies and their side parts and shit. All of you millennials took the bait so fucking fast. You all got so upset. You became the very Karens. That you spend your days decrying. As a boomer? You know already people call me a boomer and they say I don't know how to open a PDF and that I, oh, you don't know what an anime is. And you keep saying that there's a hacker named 4chan. Thousands. Have you ever seen me get upset about being called a dumb, stupid, idiot boomer? No. You know why? That's what you want. That's what you little brats want. And I'll be damned if I'm going to give you what you want. I'm not taking the bait. You're a bunch of bait takers.
0: Yeah, you know, my theory on this, because I was thinking about it, I am one of the good ones. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean I'm a millennial who has never seen Harry Potter mm-hmm. or read a Harry Potter book. Mm-hmm. So I do consider myself one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. But I was debating why Why are we letting this happen? Why are we taking the bait? Because we take the bait. We took the bait so freaking hard. And I think it's because we're used to owning boomers on the internet mm-hmm. like in our silly little facebook group if a boomer says something stupid you can own a boomer pretty hard but we can't own these fucking these zoomers they're too much for us they're too smart they're, they were born and were like you merely adopted the internet i was born on the internet.
1: the thing about like trying to pwn gen z is even if you do they just will not accept your victory like you could have the funniest joke ever, and you could like slam them on Twitter, and you could get like a thousand retweets and a hundred thousand hearts. They'll just post that, that that emoji of the letter B in response. And they're like, I win, I posted the letter B. You lose, Boomer, I win. They'll just post like SpongeBob, a deep fried SpongeBob, going, bruh. And that's it. And they feel like they've won. And so if the person you're beating doesn't know they're beaten, what's the point of fighting them?
0: Yeah, exactly. They'll just—they Those damn psychopaths, they'll just respond with an Among
1: Us. <laughs> yes, exactly. They'll respond with a, or, or, or Amon Gus, or a Moon Goose, or, oh, God, all the ways you could say Among Us. And I don't know, do they hate that game or do they love it? I don't know.
0: I think it's on its way out. My interpretation of it is that Among Us is on its way out.
1: Okay, okay. So Gen Gen Z owned Millennials. Millennials wrote a bunch of think pieces about how they weren't owned. Yeah, (laughs) like
0: like that drill tweet. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. Look at this. 14 reasons why I'm not owned. Number seven will make you seriously question yourself. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So uh, one of the... Uh, to the victor go the spoils. And, of course, Gen Z has been having a field day with this on TikTok because they're leading into it, of course. Because I think if we would have just let it go, if we would have just taken the L from the skinny jean side part jokes, this would not have been even remotely as big of a thing as it is right now because we got baited so hard. But this stupid bitch, Sarah Henderson, was her name?
1: Oh, okay. I have... You sent me something from... A woman named Sarah Hester Ross.
0: Sarah Hester Ross, in an effort to prove how not-owned she is, (laughs) wrote a song called Gen Z You Can Suck It, which I would like us to listen to right now. Hey, Gen Z, you can suck it. You can't tell me what to wear. I've been rocking this side pot since you had Kermit on your underwear. So cute.
1: This was a big mistake.
0: Oh, it was the biggest mistake.
1: This is to... Look, if you're ever gonna own someone, your tool cannot be Broadway. You will never own someone with a show tune. Trust me. You know how many times people have tried that? Where they're like, Bush administration. The musical. Yeah, we still went to war in Iraq and a lot of people died.
0: Yes, if we've learned nothing from Abby Shapiro, it's that we can't own people with music. It doesn't work. This song is so cringe and I feel really bad to be even tangentially associated with this woman. How could you sit down, write this, and be like, you know what's really going to own the fuck out of these kids? Telling them that I'm old. <laughs> You can pry these skinny jeans for my cold, dead ass, you hear? So, Gen Z, you can suck it. You can't tell me what to wear. Oh, you guys look grumpy. You should take a nap.
1: You definitely can't end your song capital step style with like... (laughs) What the fuck? This isn't the Muppet Show. (laughs) These kids are out for blood. What are you doing? What's your favorite
0: part of the song? Mine is that little, since you had Kermit on your underwear, so cute. Like, that's so cunty.
1: Very, very the word you said that I won't. I think my favorite part is when she rhymed rear with wear. They don't rhyme. Also, saying like, Gen Z, you can't tell me what to wear. This isn't Daphne Coleman in 9 to 5 sexually harassing his employees in the 80s. Like, they're not telling you what you can and can't do with your body. They're saying your jeans look like shit. I think that she has a pair of skinny jeans and she thought she looked dope in them. And now they haunt her in her closet. And I think she's like, no, I'm not throwing these away. I'm going to come make a song that reminds people how cool. And it's like, lady, you got to put these skinny jeans to the fire. I'm sorry. If you're singing about how they're cool, that's how not cool they are. Yeah.
0: Like there's this whole big backlash against, you know, how trends go in circles and shit. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the low rise jeans apparently are coming back. And I saw everybody just flipping a tit over the low rise jeans. Like, first of all. I'm sure they're not going to stop selling all of the high-waisted jeans. Uh, most of us can't pull off those things. But my theory is that because those were in style when we were insecure teenagers, and if you were anything more than a size two, you were too fat to wear them. So, oh, boy, does that trigger us? Uh, my second my fa- second personal favorite part about this song is when she says, Gen Z, you can suck it. Suck what, ma'am? <laughs> they're 14. 14. What are they sucking? (laughs) The oldest ones of them are 24. I looked it up. And the youngest ones are not even in middle school yet. So what are they sucking, ma'am? Please explain the joke to me, ma'am.
1: Why are you going on TikTok at all? What are you doing there? So, why don't you sent me this link. And in order to play it, I had to download TikTok and install TikTok. And that's how I knew I was on the right path in life. Where I was like, this is, I'm glad it's this difficult to access whatever the fuck this is. Okay, so the page that I'm on on the web has a bunch of like what are clearly 12 year old girls making fun. Fun of
0: this song? Oh yeah, she got owned so hard that the whole front page of the song is not even her own at work. It's just people making fun of her.
1: <laughs> I've looked through various young people reacting to this old person overreacting to young people, and uh, most of them are just thirteen-year-old girls like lip-syncing the song. But they're making faces like they're taking a shit, and they're just like, "Gandy, you can." It's very funny. It is Disney Channel level hilarious. But I think my favorite is a girl gave instructions on how to do the Gen Z You Can Suck It dance.
0: Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that one. There's so many of these. People are like, hey, guys, new dance alert. It's the Gen Z You Can Suck It.
1: And it's like, here's how to side part your hair. Here, <laughs> Like, point to your skinny jeans. Make a face like the C word. Wag your finger like a carrot. It's very funny.
0: Gen Z, you can't tell me what where. Of course they can't. They can't even buy beer yet. (laughs) They
1: can't leave their... Yeah, exactly. They don't have a car. Why are you so scared of them?
0: Technically, it's our job to tell them what to wear (laughs) if you work at a school. Oh,
1: my God. The thing that I have always heard about Gen Z is the reason they hate millennials is that millennials really want Gen Z to like them. Apparently, Gen Z... Thinks millennials are like the most overeager, try hard generation. Millennials want their approval so bad. All they want is to be loved by someone younger than them. And that turns Gen Z off like crazy. <laughs> Like Gen Z wants nothing to do with like the stink of desperation and clinging to youth that millennials have. And us boomers, we're just asleep. We're not. This is fantastic. We. There is no part of this culture war we can even really engage in because it's not happening on Twitter or Facebook. And that's yeah. all we use.
0: Oh, my gosh. I wonder how Gen Zers feel about Gen Xers. I bet they would not take too kindly to your type either.
1: Okay. Gen Z thinks Gen Xers are boomers. So it's all the same. Pretty much the the way it works right now is there's Gen Z, there's millennials, everyone else is a boomer. And that's it. And it's like, you know what? That actually is kind of more convenient. If you told Gen Z about Gen X, which is where Gen Z got its name, Gen Z would think you were trolling them. Or Gen Z would be like, Gen X, are those what babies are? Are they Gen X? Because we're Gen Z.
0: I bet you're right. Um, My theory on, the th- primary theory that I have on why Gen Zers hate millennials. I think it started out as an ironic thing. Like, I think it started out as, ah, ha, ha aren't millennials so cringy? Because we we are, like, objectively speaking, on the internet, we are the cringiest generation on the internet because we got the internet at the time when we were making all our poor life decisions, but it hadn't been around long enough, so we really understood that, like, the crap that we put on the internet is going to be there forever, but we also weren't, our uh, brains weren't fully microchiped, microwaved like boomers because like boomers post some stupid shit online but millennials especially in the year like 2004 to 2008 that is like straight black tar cringe shit and i think it started out as them just being like haha look at these millennials Isn't the shit they like cringy and then we got so mad we got so ass mad at them that now they unironically hate us because
1: <laughs> we're just so easy to troll <laughs> All right, enough about this. We will be right back after this with more of The Loudest Podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to The Loudest Podcast, Sriracha. Have you heard about Nathan Masry's new video?
0: I counted today because I knew we wanted to talk about this. Seven people, completely independent of one another, have sent me this on every channel imaginable.
1: Yes, uh, so many people tagged me in this on twitter that i just replied to his video hey everyone i know you could see this please stop tagging me at this i i do not have the mental space right now in my head to deal with nathan masry's new it seems like it's a workplace mockumentary i i haven't watched it yet it's called love me feed me don't leave me with nathan masry And the very little I've seen, and I, again, I have tried very hard not to watch this because I don't want to. (laughs) Because it's like every time this was sent to me, I was in the middle of a work meeting or I was on the way to the post office or I was like doing, I was trying to fold laundry. I was always adulting instead of watching cringe. And so I'm almost positive this is a The Office style workplace mockumentary let
0: me tell you Mm asterios i think it Mm -hmm. would be easier to quit smoking than it was for me to not watch this immediately i am so (laughs) pumped uh the top comment right now or one of the top comments is this man is absolutely out of his freaking gourd i've never been so scared (laughs) in my life
1: excellent excellent this Um, is pretty
0: god this has got pretty good like dislike ratio though
1: it has three, oh, you're right. 395 likes, 42 dislikes. All right, 11,000 views. It's from Masary Pictures. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. Love me. Feed me. Don't leave me. Love me. Feed me. do
0: Oh, Nathan's bow-legged. Like Nathan That's interesting. I'm the
2: co-founder of Garfield Eats. Oh, and this is Garfield Masri. Say hello. Maybe not.
1: Okay, so far, we've seen a lot of beauty shots of Garfield Eats and of Nathan Masri lovingly Putting on his orange tuxedo, which looks like it has seen better days. Yeah. His honestly, orange tuxedo is looking a little pukey. It's looking a little green and pukey.
0: How is he supposed to afford dry cleaning when heartless landlords care nothing for orange cats? Hysterios.
1: It's Have a, a little good, compassion. Very good point. Uh, we also see one shot of a pizza in a like a hearth. And that looked just like a vomit pizza, right? Did you see how much puke was on top of that pizza?
0: Oh, dude, I was about to say, that is the best-looking pizza Garfield Eats has ever produced. That looks so much better than the piece of shit we were served when we visited that restaurant, that hellscaping
1: restaurant. It looked like a bum vomited on a dick.
0: Pizza's not that hard to make look pretty. I can't believe I'm team Nathan Masry on this episode, but yeah, sure, let's go.
2: Do I look like a villain?
3: (laughs)
1: Love me. Love
3: me, feed me, don't oh, oh, oh. leave me. Never hungry or alone, got beauty tap on your phone, so download
1: got beauty tap today. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Life is short, eat now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck is this?
2: Nathan Masri has done it all, jet setting across the globe founding and selling his own ad agency at age 24 studying acting alongside ryan gosling i
1: can't in good conscience i think i have to stop
0: oh stairs we're only one minute in you can't no the people are gonna be the people will
1: riot okay 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 i didn't know this was a nathan Masry (laughs) hagography like okay okay all right the theme song kind of slaps though no, it's terrible. It's the worst thing I've ever... It is clearly another song that they just pulled off of uh, some sort of royalty-free music website that they just yelled Garfield lyrics over. Hey, serious, right. would
0: you rather listen to this on loop for the rest of your life until you die or uh, Gen Z, you can suck it on loop for the rest of your life until you die?
1: I, just have, I would just die. I think I, unt- I think I would do the until I die part of either half of that <laughs> equation.
2: He's produced films, written books, and innovated in the business world. His excellent leadership skills and instant likability have helped him amass over 170,000 Instagram followers. But the most exciting challenge of all is still in store for Nathan.
1: Running the hottest Garfield-themed restaurant in the world! Pause! <laughs> the only Garfield-themed restaurant in the world! It's also the least hot. It's also the middest, but, but it's also closed. It's closed.
0: I was gonna what say, are... this came out on February 12th. This restaurant was definitely closed before that, right? This restaurant has been closed for months.
1: Okay, Nathan's on his way to work. Meow.
0: Meow, Nathan.
1: He just meowed at the camera.
2: <laughs> I walk into the store and I'm thinking about customer experience. It has to be intergaging. Michelle? Yes? Michelle Vislic. I'm Michelle
1: and I'm the manager of Garfield Eats. Yeah, say her full Michelle? name and
2: yeah. This should always have the Garfield Eats app like that. I can't believe what I saw. Where's the Garfield Eats app? What happened to the it? tablets? Where are my it's pictures
0: all... of swastikas in the toilet?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's updated. When, when was it updating? When- Michelle. I mean, come on, we've been through this over and over. Didn't you read the operations manual?
0: Oh, I haven't run up for three months well, Good, Michelle. Michelle. It's not worth your time. Just read it.
2: Memorize it like it's the Bible, or the Quran, or the holy book. Michelle, the masks, they need to be refilled. I love
1: those masks. Isn't it creative?
0: It's,
2: okay. it's so, what do you mean it's okay? It's fine. I designed them. They're
1: great. The they're masks they're don't beautiful. need to be refilled. There are plenty of masks on the table. By the way, these are the terrifying COVID masks that have, like, Garfield's Joker smile on them. I think you'd actually probably be safer not wearing a mask at all over wearing one of these. Yeah. Something, so they're trying to pull off this thing where he's like a, uh, like a mean boss. You've noticed that?
0: Yeah, he's been a real fucking dick to poor Michelle, and I, I don't... Is this supposed to be, like, humor? Am I supposed to find this humorous?
1: Yeah, that's... See, the thing is, like, yeah, he's he's being like a dick boss. He's like, oh, the iPad's off. Oh, the mask needs to be refilled. But it's like but we just saw two minutes telling us how cool you were and how you sold an ad agency at age 24, I assume to the Canadian Bankruptcy Bureau. (laughs) He sold an ad agency at age 24, back to the credit card companies. At
0: age 24, I sold my ad agency to my dad (laughs) to (laughs) dissolve some of my debt.
2: Devon is the new guy. Nathan calls me Devon, but it's actually Devon. Press harder. Devon is your typical Hollywood. Blonde, Caucasian, and blue eyes. Well, you know what? He's gonna be in the front! Cause he sells. Sometimes I think that Nathan favors me because I'm white, and
1: I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> pa- pausing, pausing this. Can I stop now? Yeah. Oh, by the way, listeners, this is 18 minutes and 15 seconds long. Lots I just... to unpack in this clip. i right, I'm gonna watch a little bit more of it, he but that's it. It's Devon! It's clearly Devon! It's it's- pronouncing it Devon is a long walk.
0: <laughs> love me, feed me, don't call me Devon!
2: <laughs> it is so hot! I need my Garfield Eats smoothie. Michelle, where are you? COVID, COVID, COVID. I love this. What is this?
0: Nathan is so extra right now.
2: What do you think about Black Lives Matter? I can see color, but I don't make a whole big deal out of it.
0: Buzz, 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 buzz. So Garfield Leeds is going to gonna tackle the Black Lives Matter on the next episode? Is that what I heard? Where's the episode two, Nathan?
1: So Nathan, so this is, I guess this is the the first time we've seen the, a black employee here. And uh, and of course, the first thing Nathan does is immediately talk about how he is black. <laughs> <laughs> it's just.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, you are black. I am beige. <laughs> that thing that he says all the time for some fucking reason.
1: Oh, God. Oh, goodness gracious.
0: Love me. Feed me. Duh. Uh Leave me. Okay. <laughs> Garfield eat app on your phone.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. We have to stop. We have to stop. We'll be right back after this with voicemail. We'll be
0: <laughs> right back. <laughs>
2: It's 17 past the hour, radio drama fans, and that means it's time for The Long Hallway Mysteries. <laughs> Stories
1: of intrigue, passion, and hallways. Brought to you by
3: Daddy's Chuggalug Beer Mug. Get Daddy a drink and don't look at him that way with Chug-a-Lug. Tonight's episode of The Long Hallway Mysteries... The Paranormal
2: Passageway. I don't understand, Count Vanderwall. Are you saying this house is haunted? Indubitably. If you don't believe me... I don't. As I say, if you don't believe me, find out for yourself. Spend the night in your bedroom. And beware the bumps in the night. I don't believe in ghosts. Then
1: you have nothing to fear. Now, it is late. See yourself to your room, won't you? I will.
2: Alone. Without any ghosts. Oh, he's left already. I'd better go to my room, then. Haunted houses. That's ridiculousness. Stupid. Yawn, I'm sleepy. Ah, there's my bedroom. Almost there. So tired. there (laughs) Ah! a ghost and it's eating me thus concludes another riveting adventure in the canon of the long hallway mysteries
0: Welcome back to the favorite segment—the segment everybody skips, I assume, the voicemail segment. This is people's favorite segment because they get to hear themselves. I was going to say it's their favorite segment when they're listening to themselves talk.
1: Yes, that's very true. Which is true. also my
0: favorite segment in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, I think we're going to listen to Sneed Coin.
3: All right, we got a voicemail here called Sneed Coin Studios. This is your coin dealer. I'm rather <laughs> concerned about some of your investing decisions, and I want to get you back in the black. So I want to let you know about a new cryptocurrency known as Sneedcoin. You might be familiar with its previous iteration, ChuckCoin. Oh no! Despite what MarketWatch will tell you, it's not just a fork of Dash. You see, like GameStop, it has mimetic value that you can leverage to your advantage. But you need to know when to take your winnings and leave. If you're looking for a big fish, you have to take risky plays. Don't expect the house to make
1: calls for you. I hear that Sneed coin used to be called chuck coin for a very disgusting reason.
0: I wh- what does that mean? I just thought there was a meme. Is this some gross business like lemon party thing?
1: <laughs> really? You don't know this
0: meme? No, no, tell me. Okay, this is wow, this is
1: rare. Alright, so <laughs> there's an episode of The Simpsons where there's a, a product called I think it's called tomaco. And it's uh, it's tomatoes and tobacco, and so to buy tomato and tobacco seeds, Homer goes to a place called Sneed's Feed and Seed, and underneath it says "formerly Chuck's," meaning that it was formerly Chuck's sucking fuck. So it's like the dirtiest joke ever. <laughs> And (laughs) they snuck it into The Simpsons in the cleverest way. And now on 4chan, all these 4chan racists love to sneed and chuck and suck and sneed and feed. So will you be investing in Sneedcoin? No, I'm not investing in (laughs) Sneedcoin! Oh, actually, thank you for reminding me. I have not opened up my Coinbase app in a week. And I'm very, very excited. I heard that Elon Musk purchased a ton of Bitcoin and that the crypto markets have been going crypto crazy. Okay, give me just one second to get my phone.
0: You'd think so, wouldn't you?
1: And so let's see how my coins are doing. I lost $150!
0: Juicy <laughs> Elon Musk went on Twitter and was like, after he announced that they bought a $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin, he's like, I-, I think it's a little much. It's priced a little high. Why did he do that? What are you doing? Because he's stupid. He's the biggest idiot on the entire planet. He's so dumb. He is so stupid. He doesn't realize that he's not just shitposting on biz anymore, that he's literally the richest person on the face of the planet. Well, not anymore, because he lost $30 billion overnight, just because he could not resist the sweet siren song of shitposting on Twitter.
1: Someone told me to buy Algo. I put $100 into Algo a week or two ago so I could try to make back the $800 I lost at GameStop. My Algo is now worth $60. I've lost almost half of my Algos. My God, chain Chainlink's are Chad. down. Wait, what?
0: God damn it, Algo Chad. Well, Chainlink, now you just got to dump your money, more or even more money on Chainlink. That's how it works. You, you buy more and the price goes up.
1: Okay, all right. So, Sriracha, you're telling me that I should sell my Algos, my cellos. And my Stellar Lumens and go all in on Chainlink?
0: No, you can't sell. Algo Chad is going to be so upset, Asteris. You can't sell that. Obviously, you can't sell your Stellar Lumens. You definitely can't sell your Cilos, whatever the fuck that does. So what I want you to do is take your credit card, look for the limit on it. So like $10,000. And you take all of that and then you put it all into Chainlink. And then you buy more and the price goes up. And then before you know it, we're on the moon.
1: Okay, look. I won't sell my algos. I would hate to, to make Algo Chat upset. But I just remembered something. If my cryptos are down, that probably means my traditional stocks are up. I'm going to open up the E Trade app for the first time in a week. It's hey, giving me this one second login. My password is, of course, a The West Wing reference. And putting in password Bartlett for America. Oh. Hey. According to this, I've lost 21% of my portfolio since I... If you ever wanted to hear someone lose $1,000 over the course of several weeks, congratulations! If this is some kind of reverse findom for you perverts out there, I hope you're getting your jollies!
0: I think on biz, they call this lost porn. (laughs)
1: Oh! All right, well, we got another voicemail. Maybe this guy will have some more uh, investment advice. This one's called Fandom
3: Madness? This is Xiao. Uh, I called in on a one to live shows one time. Oh, hey! And uh, the other day I was looking at Tumblr, because, like, Sarantra mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Oh so was, was probably, I not pretty sure. And um, I went on, like, Danganronpa Tumblr. Dang uh, <laughs>
0: get Grandpa Tumblr. I was, Tumblr. like, familiar yeah. with
3: that fan base. <laughs> and uh, it's, like, insane with, like, fandoms do on Tumblr, especially with, like, Danganronpa. Uh, Supposedly somebody cut their finger off to be, like, a character from the game... <laughs> There's people trying to say that in certain cases murder can be justified because their favorite character murdered another character. Um, there's people writing, like, entire scripts of, like, episodes and seasons of shows that they've developed strictly just as, like, scripts on Tumblr about their favorite character wearing a diaper, and that's the whole show. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to know what you guys think of, I guess, fandom madness instead of uh, local madness, and if it's really even, like, comparable, I guess. That's
0: it. Isn't that great? Man, no, the Danganronpa kids, for some reason, are absolutely fucking batshit. Them and the My Hero Academia kids, they have both of a very same flavor of cringe. Ready? A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. You can't cancel a fictional character. They can't hear you. (laughs) They're not real. You can like a character and not say it's okay for them to murder someone. Trying to cancel them will do nothing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I listened to a three and a half hour episode of this uh, other podcast I like called Let Me Tell You About, and it was perfect. It was perfect. There was a character just walking you through the plot of every rompa game oh my god, so you know Danganronpa universe now? It's it's perfect. This was the perfect way for a boomer to learn about it. Like, I, I'm on the train, I'm at the gym, and I'm like oh, okay, so the, this person is the world's best cosplayer. And then this person's trying to spread despair. This person has a gauntlet, and when they witness violence, they get injected with poison. Uh, this person's stuck in a computer, and then I even learned about the Danganronpa first-person shooter, which sounds <laughs> hysterical. Bad I've never Heard I, I I Have I haven't even seen One frame of this first person shooter and I guarantee you it's the worst first person Shooter ever made have you ever played it do you know Anything about it
0: is that Ultimate despair girls
1: Yes yes
0: yes it it Looks just as bad as it's it's Got like this awful ass janky CGI oh it's so good it's The best this whole franchise Is fantastic who's your favorite and
1: character um, I really like the like the world's best erotic novelist. Haifumi. Yeah, <laughs> I like name. that. <laughs> that kid sounds hysterical. I, I and I like how there is a world's best cosplayer and a world's best master of disguise. But they don't. But they're different. But they're the same. But they're different.
0: No, they're this. It's it's the same, but it's different. I'm dead, but I'm. I mean, I'm alive, but I'm dead.
1: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Why, in each of these games, they had to do a thing where, like, oh, also the world outside ended. It's like, were you scared that the stakes wouldn't be high enough that a bunch of teenagers are killing themselves in a Saw style maze? Did you also have to have the apocalypse happening outside and people watching it on TV and it's a video game? Like, and it's a game.
0: It's a game. Did they show you about that awful scene? Did they yeah, yes. that for you. Yeah, they they went through it all. It's great. Oh man, I bet that kid that literally killed himself to <laughs> let his classmates try to escape. It feels real dumb now.
1: <laughs> oh my god, and that that plan seemed pretty solid.
0: Dude, that class trial was lit, man. The one where Kome, spoiler alert, the one where Ada kills himself. <laughs> but. He hits. He straps his body up and then guillotines his fucking stomach. And then it turns out that he wasn't the one that killed himself. It was actually a canister of gas that someone threw. Oh, my God. Favorite. The second game is my absolute favorite. There's that one character that I fucking hate in the second game, which I cannot say about any of the
1: others. Wow. Yeah. So I'm in it now. I'm in it. I'm like, I understand dang it, grandpa. I know that people call it dang it, grandpa, as a joke. <laughs> I've also heard that it instead of My Hero Academia, they say My Hero Macadamia. That's also funny. I'm going to impress the shit out of my nieces the next time I see them.
0: Oh, yeah, you are. And hey, listener, call in and leave a voicemail and tell me about your favorite dang it grandpa, character, and I'll, I'll review your taste. I'll rate your taste on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10.
1: All right, and this last voicemail is called Zwick commits an act of treason.
0: Yeah, he did.
2: Hey, Sorancha and Asterios. I Hi. just wanted to say you need to fire Zwick. What? Sorancha didn't say bye at the end of last <gasps> week's episode, and it really made me sad. I mean, just just use the audio from, from another episode. I'm not going to know the difference, Zwick. Get it together. Zwick, how could you? <laughs> Love the podcast. Take it easy, guys. More Crunch Punch.
1: I edited last week's podcast.
0: A stereo's dun-dun-dun!
1: I'm the one that
0: edited last week's podcast. You are the one that gets the that gets the <laughs> podcast gulag now. Do
1: I get the gulag? I guess you I do. You
0: get the podcast gulag.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right, well. All right, well, it's good to know. I'll just... After this, I'll just record a minute of you saying bye that I can slap into the end of every episode.
0: That's why I wanted to do this one last, so I could do an extra long bye for that guy.
1: All right, well, hey. Speaking of buying, this is the last uh, week where you can uh, pledge to our $15 level, so you can buy the new sticker, which is Sriracha as a little Pokemon trainer, and you'll get trading card number seven from our jacked trading card set. It is the Violence Van, one of the combat cabs that patrols Bay City's combat zone. Um... We got a new episode of The Lime and the Coconuts coming out incredibly soon. Uh, also, Sriracha and I are going to record a new episode of Christery for February. That should be out very, very soon, before the end of the month. Um, anything else?
0: I think that's about it. What's the voicemail number?
1: Oh, thank you. And of course, if you want to call and leave a voicemail, you can always email uh, a little voice note to the loudestpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to 848 848 863 5343. You call that on your phone and you're good to go. Um, For the loudest podcast, I'm Mysterios Kogados. And I'm Sriracha. <gasps> Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have an
0: aneurysm.